Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Plus Model Radio, the number one podcast for plus-size women. I'm your host, Shanice Lewis, coming to you live from Los Angeles. Today is Monday, May 24th, 2010. Before we start with the show, I want to let you know that I will be in Dallas, Texas this weekend for the Miss Texas Plus America pageant, May 29th and 30th. And while I'm there, I will be hosting a seminar teaching plus modeling basics and how to use your pageant title to gain exposure. And for girls that don't live in the big city with lots of opportunities like Los Angeles or New York, you can definitely use it to your advantage. So you can find out more information about my seminar as well as the rest of my schedule on my website at ShaniceLewis.com, and that's C-H-E-N-E-S-E-L-E-W-I-S.com. Now, I have a fabulous show for you this evening, as always. All of my guests this evening have fabulous events for plus-size women that they are involved in, and this wasn't on purpose, but all of them were kind of affiliated with the pageant in one way or another. So coming up later on the show is the original runway diva, Sharon Quinn, and the executive director of the Miss Plus America pageant, Melissa Stamper, but up first is Renee Jennings. Renee has been the music editor for Full Bloom Inc., an associate associate producer and co-host of the hit talk show on Fusebox Radio called Her Voice, and a freelance audio and print journalist for HHNLive.com, Femix.com, and Heavy Rotation Magazine. She formed her own company, R Media Group, in June 2008. The company specializes in all aspects of public relations, event planning, and promotions. In October 2008, Renee co-starred in the Sharon McGee, The Pocketbook Monologues, where she performed at the Sage Theater in Times Square, New York. And in October 2009, Renee was featured in the New York Daily News and the New York One News for a photo shoot she completed with Michelle Danzel. She has been on CBS News for her views on President Obama and on NBC News as a panelist on being single in the African-American community. And we're excited to have her on the show today. Let's welcome Renee to the show. Renee, how are you? I am good, Shanice. How are you? Good. Well, thank you for being on the show today. Tell me, how did you get your start in the entertainment industry? 
Girl, it's been a long time coming. <laughs> it really has. I, you know, I always knew that I wanted to be in entertainment from high school, and so I focused on that early. So I began writing. I began uh, taking an interest in music, particularly um, old school music, the albums that my grandmother had, and so I would listen to those, and then I would make the correlation between the instrumentals that I would hear and the old school classics versus those that were used for the new school. Um, so I knew early on that music was something I enjoyed. I knew early on that I liked to write, and I wanted to be in entertainment. And so I started putting myself in those situations that would afford me those opportunities. So when I was in high school, I was interviewing Queen Latifah when I was about 16 years old. Mm-hmm. And from there, countless other celebrities, Too Short, Jagged Edge, and, you know, the list went on. I met, met Russell Simmons on numerous occasions. Um, and I just started building the relationships with these people, and I decided that this is the this is the industry and the entertainment industry is where I wanted to be because it was something that I enjoyed, and I knew early on that I didn't want to go to a nine to five job that I just did to pay the bills. I actually wanted to do something that I enjoyed and to get paid for it. So was it writing in the entertainment industry that was um, the main thing, or it really well, was you know. no one main thing? <laughs> Well, Shanice, to be honest with you, I actually started rapping. When I was young, I used oh. to rap, and I used okay. to do freestyle and perform, and my grandmother could tell you countless stories about talent shows I entered, and I was selected as a posse member for BET's Teen Summit, but my mother didn't want me to do it because even though you know I lived in the D.C. area, they required you to go there directly after school for countless hours, and you're talking about getting home maybe at 10 o'clock at night, mm-hmm. um, and then you have homework to do. So she, you know, she was just like – she didn't feel the entertainment in any um, specific area, whether it was writing, whether it was radio, you know, because I had an interest for radio as well. She didn't feel that that was a lucrative career choice. And this is coming from a parent who works for the federal government. So she's mm-hmm. looking at me as, you want to be in entertainment, you know, that's bogus. But mm-hmm. for me, I wanted to do something that I was good at, and I was always good at writing. I actually had the honor of having lunch with Hillary Clinton for something that I wrote when I was in high school. So this was something that I, you know, tuned into at a young age, and so I started with the writing, and then in writing and developing skills to write my own songs and performing, I enjoy that. But as I got older, I was able to fine-tune that and say, okay, well, let's try your hand at journalism in a broadcast um, field. Let's try it in print. Let's try it in. So you know, you're just write. open for all exactly. opportunities that come exactly. your way. Exactly. So besides writing and besides some of the things you mentioned before, you you've also dabbled in acting and plus size modeling. <laughs> yes, I have. So tell us some of the things you've done in in those fields. Well, the plus size modeling was interesting because um, actually Sharon will be on your show, but I first met Sharon Quinn at Blur. Blur is a designer um, out of Buffalo, New York. They had some phenomenal pieces. They've been featured in Plus Model Magazine. And, you know, I saw the, you know, casting call, and I said, oh, this is something I want to do. I want to try. But I've never modeled before, and honestly, Shanice, I can't walk in heels. Um, Not at all? 
Sharon can attest to that. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm very much a sneaker and jean kind of female, but I understand in business, you know, you have to, you know, change it up. You're going to have to put on some heels and you're going to have to learn how to walk because that's the nature of business. You're not walking in a board meeting in sneakers. It's not happening. Right. So we've grown. We've grown. <laughs> we've grown to uh, be able to do that. But when I first tried out for Blur, they actually denied me. Um, mm-hmm. They said that... One, they were struck by my tattoos. They actually liked the fact that I had tattoos because Blur, you know, was a designer that basically wanted to live on the edge. So they didn't want traditional models, so to speak. They wanted Mm -hmm. that diversity. And so that's why I was able to, you know, get in. But when they looked at me on camera, they said, yes, you're a pretty girl, but we don't think you have what it takes to actually pull this off. Mm-hmm. And so I, I ended up having to submit my pictures twice, mm. you know, just just so people don't get it twisted, like, oh, you just, they just picked, you know, it wasn't that. I was denied the first go-around. I submitted my pictures again, and I went and did that because I really wanted to do this, and I felt as though I could do this. And I ended up getting picked, and I ended up shooting an amazing shot that was actually featured in Plus Model Magazine when they did the interview on them. Mm-hmm. And so from there, I was afforded the opportunity to um, be a participant in Sharon McGee's pocketbook monologues, which, you know, was basically a tribute to all different types of women and to really get in character. And being the only child, I played with myself a, a lot alone. Mm-hmm. So I'm good I'm the at only child, in, too. <laughs> yes, so I am good at getting in character when need be. <laughs> right, right. Um, so that's definitely something I would love to explore uh, later on, you know, if the opportunity ever presents itself again. But it was just so many different things. And, and, and opportunities that were afforded to me that helped me get to where I am now, and I'm thankful mm-hmm. for those. Mm-hmm. Now, how did you cross over from those experiences into going into public relations and starting your own company? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, as far as public relations is concerned, it's basically what it is, dealing with the public. Mm-hmm. Anyone who knows me well knows that I have no problem speaking my mind, saying what I feel, or being in the limelight, um, or advocating for those who I believe should be. And a lot of times, you know, even growing up, I was kind of the person who rooted for the underdog. If this person was afraid to say something, I would say it, and I would stand up and be the voice for them. And a PR rep is basically your personal cheerleader. They're out there. They're promoting what you're doing. They're saying, hey, look at my client. This is what they have going on. If people don't want to stand up and notice, they're basically pounding the pavement until they do notice. Mm -hmm. I'm good at that. (laughs) So... Mm Um, I was afforded the opportunity by Denise Best. She was familiar with um, the things that I had done previously, and so she reached out to me in promoting her first Meeting in the Ladies' Room event, um, which... Now, this was before your company was was established? This was was before, yes. Okay. And she said, you know, I know you do all this stuff with hip-hop, but at, at the time, I think I was interning for The Source. She says, but I wanted to find out if you would be willing to promote an event that I have. And it was a phenomenal event where young women were able to come to the Sage Theater in Times Square and and get their makeup professionally done by makeup artists uh, and have, you know, drinks courtesy of Nouveau and, you know, different beverage sponsors. I mean, it was just a really great mixer for women. And the event benefited multiple sclerosis patients. So that's another reason why I was really like, this is this is something that I need to do and something that I need to promote. And mm-hmm. so though I had no 
PR training as far as going to a four-year school. When you are a journalist, you're on the other end of PR. People are contacting you to get you to write the story on their client. So, therefore, I wasn't novice in a sense. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I agreed, and that event turned out to be such an success that I was able to garner other clients from it, and it has been nonstop. Now, had I always been thinking about creating my own company because I just, as I said, from a child, I never wanted to work for someone to build their dreams. I wanted to build my own. Mm-hmm. And so I said, you know, I want to start my own company. And I said this in, like, 2008. I want to do it. I want to do it. Well, what are you going to do? Why don't I start a PR company? No, I didn't even say that. I said, why don't I start an entertainment writing company? Mm-hmm. I had received so many bios from different artists, both, you know, A-list artists and, you know, up-and-coming that were horrible. And right. I said, you know, I could do this. I could write bios. This would be an extra income. This is easy for me. And I did that for quite some time. And then, you know, I said, well, maybe I should change this up a little bit because this is becoming slow. You know, everyone wants to buy it, but they don't want to pay for it. That's what it boils down to. Mm-hmm. Um, so I decided, why don't we change this into a PR company? And I already had the name R Media Group because, you know, when MySpace was booming and, you know, everyone was familiar with everyone back in the day, that was our little haven. Now it's Facebook and Twitter. You wow. know, I would sign everything with just the initial R, period. And that's mm-hmm. why everyone was able to identify with me. So I was branding early. You understand? I took mm-hmm. that and said, people realize Renee is just R. Dot. She signs, I signed everything that way. Okay. So we're going to take that and make it into our media group. And thus, there you have it. Now, one of the misconceptions I had about your company prior to this interview was that you were doing PR exclusively for the plus-size community, but that isn't necessarily the case, right? No, it's not, because I actually have worked with people that are not affiliated totally with the plus-size community. So um, I actually worked with... David A. McKnight, who's the CEO of Damn Style, and he's an image consultant here in New York City. And he does have um, clients that are plus size, but not specifically. Um, so it doesn't necessarily have to be plus size, but most of my clients have been plus size, and I kind of lean towards them because I feel like when I do talk to a lot of my colleagues who, you know, work for a lot of big name PR firms, and I won't name them. Plus size events are pushed to the back. Mm-hmm. You know, just recently, um, with so much going on surrounding Plus, everyone wants to come and gravitate. But when this first started, it wasn't happening. It wasn't being mentioned in the news. It wasn't being showcased in the magazine. So, you know, I'm proud to be a part of the Plus industry and see the strides that we've made to get this far. But we mm-hmm. still have a long way to go. Right. Now, one of your newest clients, um, is Heavenly Curves Lingerie that's based out here in California. Now, what are you going to be doing with them? Well, um, Heavenly Curves and I, you know, we're still up in the air on a lot of things, but initially, you know, they had spoken to me a couple of weeks ago about possibly being their main promotions director. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, if all falls into place. There are a few T's that have to be crossed and some and some I's that need to be dotted. Then I would basically be doing um, director of promotions for them to promote their line. And in turn, what they want to do is become the plus size Victoria's Secret. And I've you know seen some of the fabrics. I've seen 
some of the sketches and the things that they're trying to do and the lingerie aspect for plus-size women, and it's absolutely phenomenal. So, so are you, know, you bi-coastal? Yes, if I need to be. <laughs> <laughs> Just depending on put the it, client. Put it, it, it actually doesn't depend on the client. If if someone needs me and they need my services, no matter where they are, surprisingly enough, I've had a lot of out-of-town clients that don't, you know, I reside in Brooklyn, New York, but they don't live in New York City. Mm-hmm. Um, they live abroad. And so, you know, it could be from anywhere. I was actually working with someone from London at one time. So it really doesn't matter for me. If if my services are needed, I'm there. I just completed Kiss the Curves, which is a Tracy Collins production out in Oakland, and we're working on 2011 as we speak. So I'm definitely able to travel and go where I need to go to get it, um, you know, down for my client. Now, another thing you do, um, you speak, and you are going to be a speaker at the Blissful Elegance event meeting in the ladies' room. Now, tell us about that. Right. Um, Denise Bess is the CEO and founder of Blissful Elegance Events, and you've interviewed her before. Mm-hmm. Um, she has a series of events called Meeting in the Ladies' Rooms, and these events are like a brunch setting where women come and we discuss different topics. One of the events that she has coming up actually is going to be held on June the 12th, and we're really excited about it. It's going to be in Pearl Studios in New York City, and it's going to be the self-image and self-esteem uh, divas who brunch. So we're really excited about that. But then in September, she's also going to have a brunch of the same format, but geared towards teaching people how to become successful entrepreneurs, how to take what it is that you enjoy and turn it into something that can be lucrative and full-time. So she's asked me if I would speak um, about my experiences and about public relations, and so I'm really excited about that. It takes me back to a lot of the other seminars that I've done, especially um, Mega Everest College. I did a panel discussion on women in hip-hop, which was absolutely phenomenal. I got a chance to meet some great women from that event. And as you stated earlier, I did NBC's um, being a black African-American woman and single in this day and age and what that means to us. So I'm always open to share my opinion and my experiences um, with other women and other men, people in general, because I believe we can all learn from each other. Now, are there any other projects coming up that we should keep an eye out for that you're working on? Absolutely, absolutely. I also um, work with Aja Stubbs of Belle Noir Communications, and she Mm -hmm. is kicking off the Champagne and Cupcake series where she's going to be going from state to state to plus-size boutiques and having like a plus-size mixer going to be champagne, it's going to be cupcakes, it's basically going to be a kickoff for people to come out to shop at these boutiques that are locally in their community and to also get familiar with Bell Noir Communications as they gear up for the Independent Women Awards and the Empowerment Tour. And all of that information will be brought to the public July 1st, and we're excited to announce these events. You can always um, log on to facebook.com forward slash our media group, which is my official our media group Facebook page, and it will give you all the information on these events. As I said, I'm working with Tracy 
Collins right now. We're gearing up for Kiss the Curves 2011, which will be held in L.A. We're very excited about that. And also Corinthia Peoples. Corinthia Peoples is a jewelry designer, and she's also one of the official jewelry designers and sponsors for Full Figure Fashion Week. So she's currently moving to New York in June. I'm really excited about that. And she's also available for styling. She's available for uh, jewelry parties, et cetera. And you can check her out at CorinthiaPeoples.com. Well, it sounds like you're pretty busy. So are you currently still looking for new projects? Or, um, you know, can you still be hired, or is your roster full right now? Actually, I'm open to new clients. I'm always open for new clients. I, I'm always open to hear what people have going on and seeing if it's a fit or something that I can facilitate with. And even if I can't, I have a lot of PR colleagues who – um, I can recommend. So if it's something that I may not be able to take on per se, I definitely could recommend someone who may be able to. And if somebody's interested in hiring you for your services, how do you go about doing that? Um, all inquiries can be sent to my personal email, which is Renee, R-E-N-E-E, Jennings, J-E-N-N-I-N-G-S, at rmediagroup.com. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. It was a pleasure speaking yes. with you. And thank you when for you're in the West me. Coast, hopefully we can do some things together. All right. I look forward to that. Thank you so much for having me, Shanice. Thank you, and enjoy the rest of your evening. You too. Bye-bye. Good night. And up next on the show is Melissa Stamper. Melissa is the creator and executive director of the Miss Plus America pageant. Committed to the plus-size woman, the organization believes that all women are beautiful inside and out and deserve a chance to promote their causes close to their heart with a title worthy of their representation. The Miss Plus America pageant system is an organization devoted to celebrating the essence of the full-figured woman, a woman with ambition. Our Miss Plus America title holders are women with uncompromising morals and a desire to serve her community through volunteerism. And they are women who shine on stage and are the perfect representation of poise and grace. Let's welcome Melissa to the show. Hi, Melissa. Hi, how are you doing, Shanice, and all former reigning and future Miss Plus America divas? (laughs) And uh, I'm so excited to have you on the show. Of course, I'm biased to the Miss Plus America pageant. Oh, I wonder why that could be. (laughs) Only our first Miss Plus America, and went on to be our first Miss Plus America ambassador, first lifetime title holder. You have made history. Yes, and I'm very proud of uh, being a part of the organization. So. Tell me, how did the Miss Plus America pageant come about, and what was your vision behind it? Well, you know, this is one of my favorite things to talk about because uh, when I was a little girl, my mom put me in pageants, and, uh, of course, uh, back in the day, uh, (laughs) I won't tell you how old I am, but uh, back in the day, uh, there wasn't the John Bonet pageants. You know, it was a la natural, and everyone had to be thin, and um, so in the little girl pageants, she would take me on the weekends and during summertime, and that was our... 
that was our fun time. You know, if if I was a little boy and she was my dad, we would be playing softball or soccer or baseball. But pageant was our sport. And mm-hmm. so it really was instilled in me in a little girl, just the fun and just, you know, the excitement of pageantry. And when I, uh, you know, turned 13 years old, I, you know, started gaining weight and uh, more weight and more weight. And then I realized that, you know, um, pageantry was something that I would really never be able to experience again if I didn't lose this weight. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it takes a long time to, um, to you know, you, you put uh, you put enough pounds on, uh, you know, it's, it's you can't just snap your fingers and, and be a size five. You can't do it. Right, and so, right. you know, this, that vision of being Miss America was pretty much um, just kind of gone for me. But I'd always wondered about uh, having a plus-size pageant. Mm-hmm. And so uh, my little sister grew up, her name is Susie. She grew up listening to me and Mom talk about stories about how much fun that we would have going to pageants. And um, so I was looking in pageantry magazine. Mm-hmm. And I saw a pageant because I was looking for her something easy that she could start out with. And I was looking for her a pageant, and I saw a pageant that had a plus division in it. Mm-hmm. And this really struck a chord with me. I really became very excited because as a younger girl, I had won local and state and regional pageants, but I'd never really won a national competition, which is something that I'd always wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, my mom has always been, you know, you if you set a goal, you need to go for it no matter how long it takes. And so I spoke with my husband about it. We took the whole family to Florida, and I competed in this pageant. And it was such a novel idea that uh, there were only three girls in the plus pageant, but they're in, you know, they had four divisions of the uh, thinner women. Mm-hmm. And um, and there I think there were uh, like a total of, uh, I think, uh, 15 uh, thinner women, and then uh, we plus-sized girls. And um, and so I I won my division, but not only did I win my division, I won the overall. Uh, I mean, there wasn't like an overall prize, but my scores mm-hmm. were higher than everyone else's. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so I thought, oh my gosh, you know, and that was so exciting to me, and 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 so uh, just poignant that oh my mm-hmm. gosh, you know what? Here I am, a plus size woman. And I'm scoring higher in, than the thinner women, you know, in right, right. poise and, you know, evening gown and things like that. And I was, I was genuinely shocked. And, uh, but in, and you know, something else that I noticed, what, even though, you know, most of the women were, were very cordial, you know, you got those looks like, what is she doing here? And I, I don't mind telling you that was a bit um, uncomfortable. And mm-hmm. so... You know how you get an idea, and I'm Mm -hmm. sure that you've had plenty. I know you have because you've got so many things going on. That you get this idea, and it will not leave you alone until you bring it to fruition. Well, that's how Miss Plus America was. I mean, I dreamt about it. I daydreamed about it. You know, I thought about it all the time. And I never really thought that it was marketable. And then one day I spent, or one night rather, I spent the whole night just kind of in my notebook just writing everything down. And I decided, you know what, I'm just going to try this. I'm going to see if MissPlusAmerica.com is available. Mm-hmm. And it was. I couldn't believe it. So, so I immediately bought it. That was the sign. So I, uh, I started Miss Plus America with uh, $15 and a big prayer. <laughs> and really? so here we are now. You know, we have uh, 39 delegates this year, and uh, we're on, this is our eighth year. And, uh, and we're really excited to be doing so well. Now, a big part of the Miss Plus America pageant is charity and Mm -hmm. giving back to the community. So tell us more about how the pageant does that. 
Well, you know, I really didn't realize the impact of the Miss Plus America pageant until it was like our second year, our first or second, I think it was our second year. I had this lady um, who, when she was a young girl, she actually called me up. She was telling me about um, her her childhood, how she was molested by her stepfather, and her, mo- her mother was an abused, uh, you know, was kind of an abused wife, and, you know, the mother would turn turn her head and pretend like it wasn't happening, and they lived in this little Winnebago, and they would travel to State Park, to State Park, to State Park, outrunning the law, and she was just she was just trapped, and she was afraid to tell anyone because his temper was so bad, and she made a promise to herself when she was old enough that she would get her life in order, and then she would go and tell little girls what to do if they were approached or touched in an inappropriate place mm-hmm. by an adult or another child. And so that's exactly what she did. She grew up, she got married, she became a volunteer fireman, and uh, and this this dream of hers didn't leave her alone. And so she went to the local school board and spoke to them about um, you know, hey, about her childhood and what she wanted to do as far as going into the elementary schools in her district and talking to uh, little boys and girls about this particular issue. <clears throat> and they they turned her down and they said, "No, we're not going to let you go into this uh, into our schools. I mean, as far as we know, you could be an abuser. We're not going to allow that. Mm-hmm. And she was just heartbroken because this is something that she had dreamed about for a very long time. And so she was telling me about it. I said, you know, I bet you if you go back in your crown and your banner and you, you have a nice suit on and you make a formal presentation with graphs and handouts and anything else that you can think of, I bet you they'll change their mind. And so that's what she did. She went back and she she made the presentation and she said, look, you can send me away, but this problem is not going away. And as far as I can tell, I'm the only person here ready to do something about it. And so after some deliberation, they said, okay, well, we're going to let you go into our, our elementary schools, and but you have to have an escort. And she was more than happy to say, hey, whoever wants to come with me, you know. And uh, within the first three weeks, three little girls turned in their abusers. Wow. And that's when I realized the power of MPA, because it was the crown that opened up the door. You know, right. they could see that she was serious, and it really made them stand up, I, I believe, and uh, take notice that this is, you know, this is not something that, oh, I'm I'm going to go into a pageant, and I'm I'm Miss Barbie, you know, I'm happy to be mm-hmm. more, me Barbie. And, um, and you know, but th- this is something that these women that, that enter my pageant, they're, you know, uh, there is, there's, they're so smart. I mean, I've got principals and doctors and attorneys and human resources managers and, you know, PR managers and IRS agents. You know, right. I've got all these women that are that are coming. They're so much smarter than me. It's very intimidating. <laughs> and, <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, they, this is the quality person that I'm looking for, somebody that wants to make a difference. And, uh, and that's, you know, and that's where I, I think, uh, you know, something that I like to say is, you know, we're not here necessarily just to make a statement, but we're here to make the difference in the lives of others. And that's truly what MPA is all about. Now, Melissa, we're going to have to go through the other things briefly because we're okay. going to run out of time. I know. I'm long-winded. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Two questions. So, so if somebody's interested in entering uh, the pageant, how do they do so? Well, uh, the first thing that you need to do when uh, considering entering MPA is to um, go on our Frequently Asked Questions page because there's a lot of things that you're going to need to think about before you actually enter the pageant. Uh, for example, you know, uh, do I have the money to do this? Do I have the time to put forth the effort to be able to do this? 
and you know that's very important um, and if that's something that you want to do and if MPA is a dream that won't leave you alone then what you'll need to do is to go to our uh, application page and fill in our application of course we have several uh, we have nine states actually that um, that are represented with uh, with MPA and we have Alabama California Illinois Louisiana Nebraska Nevada Ohio Oklahoma and Texas and you're, if you're from one of those states be sure and go on there because every state has their own website and if you click on the delegate page and then uh, look to the left on the menu you'll have a list of the state pageants that you can uh, you know if you're one of those states you can enter, you can go on that page and enter from there but if you're if you're not one of those states all you have to do is go into the online application and fill out the application and then you'll get an email from me that says hello how you doing and uh, this is what you need to do from here on out Okay. Now the national pageant is coming up in July. Tell us more about the national pageant and what you can expect. Well, um, for the national pageant is actually going to be in Monroe, Louisiana this year. Because of the economy, we decided to lower our entry fee, and that's why we're in a smaller town. And um, and so uh, the pageant is July the 12th through the 17th. It's uh, pretty much a whole week, a Tuesday through a Saturday. And when you know when you uh, when you get there, we have registration, we have uh, orientation, we have our welcome dinners, and then of course all of our delegates have the opportunity to compete in optional competition, which includes talent and fashion runway modeling and portfolio and exciting things like commercial performance and uh, spokes model. But then the the um, the actual categories that uh, that r- pertain to the Miss Plus America pageant are interview 50%. Now these are for the preliminaries. 50% interview and 25 uh, I'm sorry, 20% evening gown, mm-hmm. 20% dressy pant wear and 10% photogenic. And our photogenic is uh, taken by our staff photographer. And then from uh, and then everyone competes on a same level and then on finals night the top 15 are announced and we have three divisions which is the Miss Division, ages 18 to 29, the Ms. Division, ages 30 and up, and, of course, our Mrs. Division, which is 20 and up. And um, and so uh, five girls are chosen out of each of those divisions to compete on finals night, and they'll compete in 20% evening gown, 20% dressy pant wear, and 50% on-stage interview. And our elite winner is chosen from that, and then our uh, after our, our elite winner is our overall winner. And once our elite winner is chosen, then the division winners are crowned. So what do you tell girls that want to enter the pageant to advance their modeling career? Well, you know, I I am asked that question from time to time. And the Miss Plus America pageant, um, you know, can be a really good tool in promoting yourself. But uh, as far as advancing your career, I mean, you know, I'm not really sure about that. You would need to be able to, well, for example, you have to be like Shanice, and, you know, if you want to climb a mountain, you've got to go where they are. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's very important that you apply yourself and, you know, if you want to be a, you know, a model and speak to professionals uh, like Shanice or maybe she can refer you to someone. But for the Miss Plus America pageant, like I said, is a pageant that is, uh, you know, we want to do charitable work and things like that. But, of course, doors are open all the time for our um, for our reigning queens. You know, for example, uh, our uh, our reigning Mrs. Plus America was recently on the Ruby Show, 
And mm-hmm. Siobhan Phelps is our Miss Plus America lead, was on Greater Day Houston. And, of course, you've been on Dr. Phil. And also, mm-hmm. for all of those of you who saw us on Taboo uh, recently, they did a, a documentary uh, team came from National Geographic and filmed us last year. And that actually, from what I understand, has been rerun several times on National Geographic. And, and that, has, uh, that has really brought us a lot of attention. So I'm very excited about that. Yeah, it can definitely um, open doors as far as publicity Absolutely. and promoting yourself. So it really can. So it could be used to help you with anything, not necessarily modeling if you don't really, you know, in the area with the opportunities, mm-hmm. but for speaking engagements right. and for, um, you know, promoting your company, your charity, mm-hmm. and you know, it's the, yeah. the possibilities are limitless. Right. So. Um, Anything now, else? You're, are you going to be making a? You're going to be making an appearance uh, at the Texas pageant, from what I understand, correct? Yes, I will be at a Texas pageant, and if anyone's local and want to learn more about how you can use the title, such as Miss Plus America, to promote yourself, then definitely come to my seminar um, this weekend in Dallas, Texas. Awesome. And when, when is that? Uh, when is that going to be? What time? It is going to be. Sunday before the actual pageant from 1 to 3. So you can come to the seminar and then you can stay to attend the actual pageant and see what the Texas girls are all about. Oh, there you know all of our contestants this year are just so I mean just speaking to them on the uh, on the phone and in email and of course Texas always puts out uh, excellent um you know uh representatives every year they're very strong and right. uh and I, I can't i can't wait to see you i'm going to be there okay good i'm going to be able to hug your neck the first time i've seen you in how long years it's been years yeah. <laughs> but we talk all the time so right 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 so if anyone's interested in competing in the Miss Plus America pageant, being a state director, being a sponsor, or just finding out more information, the website to go to is? www.missplusamerica.com. All right. Well, thank you for being on the show. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate you asking. And I'll see you this weekend. All right. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. Bye. And again, Miss Plus America pageant, www.missplusamerica.com. And last but definitely not least is Sharon Quinn. The busy, in-demand Miss Quinn began her career on the local circuit as a plus-size runway model in the 80s when plus-sizes were rarity in fashion shows. In 1995, she signed on with the legendary Wilhelmina Model Agency in New York City and began a long and successful career with a client list that included The Avenue, Lane Bryant, Ashley Stewart, Bloomingdale's, and Nordstrom's. She also appeared on all three seasons of the Oxygen Network's popular Monique's Fat Chance and MTV's Emmy Award-winning series Made as a Maid Coach, assisting a young lady in her difficult quest to become a model. The six-foot-tall, shaved-head beauty returned to television in February 2010 on the Style Network's hit reality show, Ruby, as a runway coach to a group of plus-size teen pageant contestants, and she is currently the newly appointed casting director for full-figured 
Fashion Week 2010, New York's first fashion week devoted exclusively to plus sizes. And let's welcome Miss Sharon Quinn to the show. Hey, Shanice, that sounded so good. I was I was getting happy listening. <laughs> can't believe I wrote that. <laughs> well, you, you got it going on. I'm happy to have you on the show today. I'm glad so, to be back. You are the newly appointed casting director for Full Figure Fashion Week. Tell us what are your responsibilities as the casting director? Uh, the, it's pretty much what it says. I'm casting um, several shows. There are mm-hmm. shows going on, as you know, Full Figure Fashion Week is from June 16th through the 19th, and there are shows going on all week, all leading up to the finale showcase event on the 19th. So I'm casting for all of all of these shows. And uh, to segue, I'm also doing a model seminar, and that came about because I've done casting, as you know, for Fat Chance. I've, done, I've, I've worked as a booker, and I'm doing casting here, and the stuff that I'm seeing is telling mm-hmm. me, just like the the young lady that was on before you, that this is something that definitely needs to be done. The information needs to be put out there because they don't know. Right, right. They don't know, and they don't know what happens after they turn in the things that they, they turn in. when You know, once they leave the room, they don't know what happens to their stuff. And I want to tell them so that I can save them money and give them the information so they can get it right the first time. So let's talk about this seminar. It's called the New and Inspiring Models Panel Discussion Seminar. So now let me stop you right now. I'm okay. gonna change that because okay. I, I'm I'm getting the feeling that a lot of people, you know, you I modeled on the local level for a long time before I got signed, mm-hmm. um, and I figured that a lot of girls don't. They figure they don't fit in under New and Inspiring. So I've been calling it uh, a Plus Model Seminar because it is for. All models, whether you're new, you've been around for a while, whether you're signed or unsigned, the information is necessary. And most right. of y'all, you think you have it, you do not. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm keeping it as real as I can. They, you, I mean, they don't know the basic things. And even if you are a professional, it's always good to keep your craft up and always learn the latest. Oh, yeah, you can always learn more. Right. And maybe maybe you're stuck somewhere and you don't know why. Well, I didn't spend about 20 years and I can probably – tell you why or at least point you in the right direction. But when you don't know, you don't know, and you just continue to get it wrong, and nobody will tell you. Thank you very much, and on to the next person. Well, I want to help you because somebody helped me. So what does the day look like? Is it going to be split up like half seminar style and half panel discussion? Well, you know, what I'm, I, it, it's going to be a mixture of quite a few things, but I, because I've had to sit through so many uh, seminars where people just drone on and on and on. You know how boring that, that can be right, if right. there's no interaction. I want it to be more interactive. So there will be Q&A all throughout as I go through a presentation of, of all of the meat that I want to get in. So it will be a lot, but it's more of an exchange. It's not just me standing there talking and the panelists talking to you. It's, it's really more of a conversation because that's just how I roll. Right. Uh, you know, you you stop listening after someone drones on for a long time. So, I, right, I, you know, right. I, I want to sort of intersperse it all throughout so that no one is bored. You want to keep the interest level. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have an all-star lineup of panelists. Now let's oh, go yeah. through your lineup so we know how exciting this panel and seminar hey, you is You want to know who be. I got on my panel, Shanice? Yes. I got Anthony Higgins, who is the director of Goddess 
Model Service Agency, which is one of the top three, top three, top four modeling agencies in New York City. Um, and this is the big cheese. Mm-hmm. This is the person you 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 hope to see when you come in and you talk to the receptionist. Um, Anthony was has been around. I met him when he was a booker at Karen Models, and mm-hmm. I had just left Wilhelmina, and I began working with him. And he has had a, a career that spanned like 11 years. He knows the ins and outs of the business. And, um, and if he lays he, his eyes on somebody, he might be interested oh, in finding you. Oh, yeah, and if you got your stuff correct the day of the seminar, who knows? Right. That's the, I mean, that's how this business goes. You right. always your preparation is key. My good friend Wendy McKenzie says that all the time. You know, it's right. not about where you are now, but what are you doing in preparation for when your moment in the in the spotlight comes? Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, it'll come and you're not ready, and then you done you done missed your moment. It may not ever come back to you. So my seminar is about getting you ready for when your time comes. Everybody gets a time to shine. You just have to be ready when it when it comes. So who else is on this panel? Okay, after uh, Anthony, I have an, an author. She's also a plus model. Her name is Yvette Ray Penfield, and she has a new book out called Your Guide to Plus Size Modeling. And she's right. been in the business about seven years, and, and even she show. can see what's going on. Right. There's, right. There's, you know, the information needs to be put out there. And, I, I mean, between you and I, the information is out there. A lot of us are too lazy to, to, read. Do, to, turn, you know, to read it and to turn on the computer and look for it. Um, but she's going to be coming and talking about, Things like how much money you need to get started. A lot of people don't know. It takes money to be in this, you know, in this business. And the name of the game is adapting to, um, you know, reinventing yourself and adapting to whatever situations come. And this is where most most aspiring models make their biggest mistakes. They they start we start doing crazy stuff like getting (laughs) tattoos in places that Mm -hmm. it can't be covered. Now why you? You know, you're going to get a tattoo of a leopard all the way up your leg, and then you want to know why no one's going to hire you, because it's easier to get the girl who doesn't have anything exactly. on her legs. Exactly. And these are the these are the things that we forget. So this is a lot of the, the stuff that I'm going to cover, like the seven deadly sins for a plus-size model. I'm not going to tell you what they are, but you actually there's more than seven. But we're going to cover quite a few of them. I okay. also have Fluvia. Yeah, now she's a popular plus-size model. Fluvia Lacerda, she's, now that's the Brazilian bombshell. Fluvia is right. bad. And she right. is very much the exception to this little rule that they put on us that models can only be bone thin and, mm. and a size zero. Fluvia is, is the exception to the rule, and she is killing it now. Right, right. And a they, they're calling her the, the plus-size Giselle Bunchins. I mean, she's bad. She and she looks like a lot of the girls that come through my, my uh, casting tables. But she mm-hmm. has her stuff together, and she's worked at this for a long time. And this is what it's about. you got to be passionate about it. It's a business, and it's the business of you. So you have to treat it like that. And, I know and you, a lot can't, of people you can't are, phone it in. A lot of people are going to be excited to see Fluvia. Oh, yeah, yeah. And who but else? The, is- you, the, the, the thing that's exciting me the most is, now the, I think that in the last couple years, the questions that I've gotten from most people, they usually come around January, February. Is when when is the auditions for Rip the Runway? How can I get on Rip the Runway? What are mm-hmm. they looking for? And I think mm-hmm. it's a conspiracy, and they never pick me. It's a whole bunch of stuff. But I have the producer uh, and the casting director for Rip the Runway. Amina Benjamin is coming down to mm-hmm. talk to everybody and tell them what they're looking for, how you know how they get it wrong, and how to get it right going forward. Wow, that should be very interesting what she has to say. Oh, yeah, I'm very excited about 
about Amina's cousin because nobody ever gets to talk to her about right. Rip the Runway. And you know, who? what plus model you know doesn't want to be on Rip the Runway? Everybody, Everybody wants, wants to be, to on, be on that show. So Amina's going to come down and tell you what you need to do, and she's going to tell you all the exciting things that and the direction that the show is going to take for 2011. So you, you don't want to miss it. And for $22? Right, that's advance, a steal. I mean, this is a steal. You're not gonna, these people, most of the time, they don't have time to sit down and talk sort of one-on-one with people. But right. for these two hours on this day, um, Friday, June 18th, they're coming down to share. And that's what it's, it's, that's what it's all about. So come and get the knowledge. Yes. I also have a fit model on my panel. Okay. Larissa Laurel. Um, she's, now, she's also an actress and a singer, a plus-size model, and she's the industry editor for Plus Model Magazine. You know Larissa, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's going yeah, to come Larissa, down. She's very knowledgeable. She knows a lot about the industry. Yeah, and fit is, is that's like, that. I don't want to say black sheep, but that, you know, most people don't know about that because all we want is the glamour, the, you know, we want to do the editorial print and we want to be in Essence Magazine and, and, and do runway shows. A lot of people sleep on how much money there is to be made in fit modeling. Right, it's, and it's consistent. It, that's what I'm talking about. You can live off the money you make on fit if you know if your if your proportions are within the the uh, requirements that they they and give I you. I don't. I don't really opportunities, do fit, opportunities but, for bigger plus models with fit. Oh yeah, they they make a lot of money. It's it's pretty unglamorous, but it's quick work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's quicker than sitting on set and doing photo shoots, but nobody ever talks about it. I know girls that made six figures doing fit wow. all year long. So yeah, the, the yeah. money is made, but but again, you still have to, because you're you're a plus model, you still got to keep your, your, you know, your diet and exercise up. That, mm-hmm. that doesn't give you carte blanche to go out and eat junk food and get bigger. You got to, there's some work. You got to maintain those measurements for fit. Because if you're, you you know, you gain an uh, inch or two, you're out of a job. Mm-hmm. So, you you know, yeah. you have to, you have to be on top of your game. So this is, this is some of the stuff I'm going to be covering because it is a business. And a lot of these women that are trying today, they go off of what they see on reality television, but nobody tells them about the business of being right, a plus right. model. And if you don't take it seriously, you know you can get robbed. Lovely, if yes. you don't, um, if you don't, if you're not on top of your game. And some 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 chicks just want to be able to say that they are a model. They want to be able to tell their friends that. They want to, you know, be able to show off their pictures. For me, no. that's and that's fine. But if that's all you want to do. You should say that, <laughs> right? You know, <laughs> right out the gate, so you don't waste anyone's time. Now, uh, is Randy going to be there, or she's just a uh, uh, maybe? Now, Randy is my alternate, and okay. um, she she and thank you for you know for bringing her up because I don't want to leave her out. She so graciously agreed to be an alternate. I wanted her to sit on the panel. She said that was too many people, but she's oh, so the if first. Somebody can make it. Then she yeah, if somebody backs out, and you know schedules. Right. They change at the last minute. Somebody will call me the day of, or hopefully not. I don't want to call that into existence. Right. But I have her to fill in. And she's, she's just the first, qualified. Oh, yeah. She's the first uh, plus-size African-American model to have a billboard in Times Square. That's amazing. That's huge. Yeah. No one is doing that. Yeah. And I, for one, I want to know how that, you know, the story of how all of that came about. That That is huge. 
Now, how do you purchase tickets for your panel discussion? Oh, okay, that's easy. There you go. Now, I'm assuming that everybody that's listening has already been to the Full Figure uh, Fashion Week <laughs> website. Because everybody, this is this is the week that everybody's talking about. We we are trying to change the game, and I'm not even gonna say try. That's what that's what we're doing. This is this has been necessary for a long time, and I know you know that too, Shanice. Seventh mm-hmm. um, Avenue, we don't even get invitations to their stuff, so right. we're tired of waiting. You create your own stuff, and we know that there's a there's a huge business out there to be had. So you know. You go to the Full Figure Fashion Week website. It's ffffweek.com. If you mm-hmm. click on Schedule, there's a whole list of all the events. Um, mine is on the 18th, which is a Friday. You click on Buy Tickets. It'll take you right to the PayPal site. You can pay your $22 and get your tickets that way. Or you can pay $30 at the door. Trust me, the $22, yeah, that's a bargain right there. Oh, but you can pay at the door. Yes, you can, but it's going to cost you substantially more. <laughs> right, right, right. So we advise you to purchase your ticket right now after this a, interview. And there's a limited amount of seats. So uh, as with anything that has to do with Full Figure Fast Week, don't wait till the day of because you may be stuck outside. Yeah, you might have to return around if there's no more seats. Yeah, yeah. But I'm I'm really excited and um. I I'm, I just I have to reiterate that this is so important. If you are calling yourself a plus model on any level, as a matter of fact, I'll even take it another step further. If you audition for Full Figure Fashion Week and mm-hmm. you didn't get accepted, you need to be at this seminar. Mm. And I'm just gonna put it like that. Right, because you were the casting director, so yeah. you know all the you mistakes need to know, that were made. And I'll tell you exactly why you didn't get cast. Really. Oh yeah, so that's that's some good information. Oh, I tell, I'm gonna tell you the truth. I'll wrap it up in some some sugar and some love for, to make it go down easy. But I'm gonna give you the truth if you ask me. <laughs> some people don't want the truth. And if you don't want it, don't ask. I'm gonna tell you right now. Some people get mad not, when you tell them the truth. And you can go with God and be mad, but I'm gonna get you gonna get the truth from me if you don't get it from anybody else. I'm not gonna lie to you, and I'm not right. gonna send you out there to spend thousands of dollars for you to be the next Naomi Campbell when I know you're not. <laughs> Maybe I'm going to steal you in another way. The Pine Saw lady is paid. People sleep on her right. all the time. Right. Not everybody can be Naomi. Nobody, can, Not everybody can be the next Mia Amber. you got to get in where you can fit in. Right. And that's what the, it, it, the bottom line should be about making that money at this point. Right, right. Now, what else do you have coming up? Anything else you got going on besides this um, seminar right now? Um, well, right now, Full Figure Fashion Week is eating up a great deal of my time. It's keeping okay. me really, really busy. But I do um, – actually, I plan on doing more seminars um, because I see that I really – I see the need for it. So I'm looking to find sponsors to sort of take my show on the road. I have some other things that I'm working on. I'm still finishing up my book, and every time I think I'm finished – I'll do a casting, and then I'll see stuff that isn't covered in the book, and I got to go back and and <laughs> revise it. But um, yeah, I got I, I um I'm coming. You're writing those good articles for Plus Model Magazine. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Thank you for reminding me about that, Shanice. I gotta. Mm, we gotta do something together. Yes. Um, Let's get on it. 
Yeah, we we got to do something together because uh, you're like the yin to my yang on this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're, you um, actually wrote an article about how to prepare for Full Figure Fashion Week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one. And, and you know, it, it was in my ever-so-truthful style. I, you You just had to see the stuff that people submitted. And I'm like, if you knew what goes on in casting places, you wouldn't send the sort of pictures that you sent. Exactly. You, I, I don't need to see pictures of you in your sports jersey with your shoes. <laughs> I, no. I mean, why Why are you sending me this sort of stuff? I just, I, I don't really understand. It's just, it's not thinking. There are, several, there are many divisions of modeling, and, and there are some people that want those sort of pictures. But right. you knew when you were sending me that 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 was going to work. Well, sometimes I don't know what they think. I don't know what they're thinking sometimes. And I'm sure that you get uh, inappropriate pictures yeah. in the mail, yeah. and you're like, yeah. "Why are you sending me this?" Yeah, I don't. I don't know if people don't care or don't know, or I don't I, know. I, I think a lot of it is is when you don't know, you don't know. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of it is not thinking, and that's what my seminar is about. Come on down and get this knowledge. I got it for you. Get it right the first time out. All right, and again, that is Full Figure Fashion Week. And what's the name of the um, – you changed it's the name the, on me. Yeah, but if you click on the link, it will still say New and Aspiring Model. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, so the New and Aspiring seminar? Model Panel Discussion and Seminar. <laughs> And it's is June it? 18th from 1 to 3 p.m., $22 in advance, $30 at the door. And we went through the fabulous and experienced panel that's going to drop a lot of knowledge for you, model. Yeah, you, you'll get to talk to people that you won't normally get to. Nobody ever gets to see Anthony. So if yeah. for nothing else, if you're looking to get signed, come on out and talk to the director of Goddess Model Service Agency. Exactly. And tell us your... Uh, website and blog before you leave. Oh, yeah. SharonQuinn.com, S-H-A-R-O-N-Q-U-I-N-N. I'm also on Facebook all day long. Check out my <laughs> blogs. I love to talk. Send me a, uh, an email. I'll talk to you. Don't ask me questions that you could ask me during the seminar because I'm going to make you pay for that. I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> no but freebie. I'll talk to you about anything else, Okay. <laughs> Well, thank you. It was a pleasure having you on the show, and definitely keep me posted on the all the new projects you do and have going on. Well, I will, and I hope to see you. Yes, soon. ma'am. Yes, ma'am. We have if to I'm get coming on there project. or you coming here, but we've been this has been long overdue. All right. Well, we will definitely be in touch. Okay, girl. All right. Bye. Have a good night, y'all. Bye, bye. And thank you to all of our fabulous guests this evening. Tune in next time, and we'll have more plus industry professionals with stories to not only inspire you, but to keep you connected with the Curvy community. And if you're interested in advertising on our show or being a guest, visit the website at www.plusmodelradio.com. And if you haven't already, don't forget to join our fan page on Facebook at facebook.com slash plus model radio i've been your host this evening shanice lewis thank you for tuning in and supporting plus model radio until next time keep thriving in your curves and be blessed
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.